Welcome to the Generous Benefits Podcast, Generous Impact. My name is Brett Brummett. And my name is Amanda Brummett. Together, we are sharing the stories of humans improving their communities and making the world a better place. In this first episode, Brett and I just walk the listeners through what we are expecting to share over the next season. Um, I hope that you'll be inspired by Brett's idea of generous impact and the warm and fuzzies that he wants to bring to the community. Hi, my name is Amanda Brummett, and I am here joined today by my husband and favorite person in the whole wide world, Brett Brummett. Hey, honey. Say hi to everybody. Hey, how are you? How's everybody? So, <laughs> so Brett is the owner of Generous Benefits, and Generous Benefits is starting a new podcast, Generous Impact. Brett and I will be co-hosting it. So Brett, I want to start with what is Generous Benefits, and then what... What's your mission and and why do a podcast? Yeah. So Generous Benefits started as really a concept of sharing my journey around another freaking insurance podcast. This is really about the people and the change, the relationships, the community, how our lives, you know, we are able to speak into culture. We're actually able to live in community and how we interact with each other and the effect we have, um, the effect and affect both of what our actions have as we play out through our business lives, personal lives, community, how we're involved, and really becoming aware of the things that inspire us to do things greater than ourselves. Perfect. So just to clarify, not an insurance podcast. Not an insurance podcast, except there's obviously going to be some kind of carryover at some point in time because that's where we spend most of our lives. Okay. Well, I use the term we loosely, which leads into my next question. Who is Brett Brummett? Tell us um, your background and assume that people don't know you at all and give us who you are. Yeah. So I am Brett Brummett. I do own an insurance agency. I have a wonderful team that works on the employee benefits side. So we do things with that involves arms, feet, heads, and hearts. We don't do buildings, all that kind of weird inanimate stuff. So we work with people. Uh, All the insurance works with people, our lives are interacting with people, how we impact them, how we impact the companies they work for, how those companies impact their lives in turn, how their lives in turn, their companies impact their community. That's really what the scope of our day job is uh, from an insurance standpoint. And that's where, you know, I live today. I've grown up in the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s and aughts uh, through now. And so I've been informed from everywhere from, you know, purple printed copy paper all the way through the internet era. And I've seen a lot of that growth as a bystander, uh, as a connoisseur and participant in all of those factions as our world has changed. I am getting close to middle age now. So this is a crazy time to realize (laughs) that I'm now the age of my parents. Um, And, you know, I think the, at this middle age life crisis, realizing that you're never as old as your heroes except for now I'm finding the things and inspiration that some of my heroes are truly younger than I am and inspiring me. And again, that goes back to who we'll have on the podcast throughout the year as inspirational leaders, um, change agents, people that have had enough or people that are just simply doing things because it's just comes natural to them. Um, And so for me, I think this is where that thing comes natural to me. I've had a career through, um, Insurance, uh, ran a faith community and a church for several years um, with a great set of friends, was part of a whole theological experiment called uh, Emergent, 
And that informed a lot of my life, informed a lot of um, my thinking, and then actually kind of informed some of what I do in insurance is going beyond just the norm. Left that behind a you know, decade and a half ago and focused back on this part of life. And so it's just insurance community, people, and involvement. Okay. Two follow-up questions. Actually, a statement and a question. Mm -hmm. One, I hate to break it to you. You're not approaching middle age. You are riding middle age, buddy. Yeah, you're there. Sorry. Um, And then two, I think you maybe don't do insurance 24-7. Who is Brett personally? Yeah. Um, You know, a husband, a father to two great kids, um, husband to a great wife, father to two great kids. Uh, I run in a running community here in Austin, Texas called Gilbert's Gazelles, which is another couple of hundred people I interact with on a two or three time a week basis, uh, which is another part of that like community that I'm able to, you know, embed myself in, have great friendships. I collaborate with, because I do do things outside of insurance with great insurance people, uh, collaborate with other friends from the industry, uh, and you know, still play baseball at this exceedingly middle age, um, to which you, as my <laughs> wife, tell me I should probably not go as hard as I do. Uh, and I'd have less. Yeah, no weeks. sliding at Brett's age. <laughs> totally still sliding and plan to slide within the next two weeks. So, <laughs> yeah, that's me in a nutshell. All right. Uh, okay. And I am Amanda Brummett. I am Brett's wife, clearly. Um, also have two amazing adult kids. He said, kids, we don't have little kids. They're about to be 21 and 23. Um, amazing young women that I'm wildly proud of to be their mom. Um, my background is actually in healthcare. I've got a background in hospital administration, practice management operations. And then for the last 15, almost 16 years, I've owned a consulting company, do strategy, patient experience, just to be super clear, because I do have an ego involved here. I do not work at generous benefits. I do not work for my husband. But since we live in Texas, community property, I do own half his company. And um, you try to take the title of chief technology officer as a funny. Um, yeah, try. technology isn't always my jam. So I try. Yeah. Um, and then personally, I, I love yoga. I love paddleboarding. I'm horrible at it. But Brett and I took up tennis a couple of years ago. I like to play pickleball. Basically, if, if I'm not working or being productive, you can probably find me playing outside. So... That's a little bit about us. We'll be co-hosting the show. Um, And Brett, I want to start by diving into your whole concept of generous. Um, I understand that for you, when you named your company and when you think about generous, it's not just about giving stuff away. It's more about an expansive view, kind of like generous orthodoxy. So can you just sort of start at the beginning on the whole generous concept to, to set up our show uh, or our coming shows? Yeah. So generous benefits is a term that's been thrown around for years and years and years in the benefit space. Uh, typically, it is a connotation that an employer is really good at what they give you. They give you X amount of benefit plans, X amount of days off, all this stuff. And it's a give, give, give. And that's really the terminology. And then lots of marketing companies use it as a, hey, our product is rich and generous benefits, You know, meaning that you won't pay as much for something or, hey, all of a sudden you have this insurance you didn't have at company B when you work at company A. 
And so that term's been out there for a long time. Shockingly, no one had registered it or trademarked it. So we did uh, on that side of it for our company. But it wasn't about generous benefits. It was about the understanding and concept that what we call benefits, especially if you're in the employee benefit space, is very, very much narrow as far as what kind of medical, dental, vision, life, insurance, disability. Like these are the like checklist of 10 things that everyone has to have. Um, to have a robust plan. And if you can give them away or cost the employee less then it was considered generous, but that really isn't what generous benefits is. Generous benefits is about trying to find things that improve the community we serve. And that community we serve may be things that are very traditional. It may be things like low deductibles, free healthcare, um, free doctor's visits, but it's really more than that. Uh, tackling the things that aren't really covered in that. How does that fit to the culture of the company? How does that impact the employee? How does that impact the employee's children, their dependents? How does that actually affect someone's neighbor? Like your company's plan does have some weird ripple effect on your general neighborhood or your locality. And so things like building free clinics, virtual clinics embedded inside post offices, which is one of my, you know, long-term crazy radical ideas, uh, down but cool. Very, yeah, I will say cool. You can say cool. I just say radical at this point in time. Uh, how can employers build a clinic for themselves, share clinics together? You know, those things are in the generous benefits frame or just simply how do you do something that's motivational and culture engaging around your company, like um, having some kind of payroll deduction campaign for a charity that's near and dear to the heart of the employees and or the owner. Um, in many cases, how do you give some choice? How do you reward staff? All of those things are kind of in the generous benefits area. And so it's that expansion, not of just insurance, but what are the things that benefit a company? What benefits the employees? How does it expand it? And that really paralleled my faith journey back in the day um, in terms of generous orthodoxy, which was a Brian McLaren book uh, in the church world back in the early 2000, 2010 era uh, that took the idea of what is considered the right way of belief and the orthodoxy term, and then expanding it with a more generous or a more holistic or wider viewpoint. And so coming back to that, how do you look at benefits of the wider viewpoint that lends back to the culture of the company, the culture at large, how does that all play and where is it in this time space and understanding and became super relevant especially as we've gone through lots of generational changes and mindset changes. And that's really been what drove the concept of me sharing things that I've learned, things that have blown my mind and how can that actually be applied and looking at other people that were doing it much better than us and saying, again, what can we learn from them? Are there things we can replicate or things we can adapt or there things we can improve upon? And that became generous benefits to the point finding those people, sharing that journey of those people. That's what this generous impact is, finding those people, players, change agents, and what's happening with them that we can learn from. Now, you told me earlier this kind of there's no boundary or things aren't black and white theme of this for me also kind of paralleled our lives together. So what did you mean by that earlier in our conversation? Yeah, for sure. So, um, for those of you that know us well, I'm um, I'm very black and white. I'm very data driven, uh, very unemotional when it comes to decision making. Um, and Brett is a lot more fluid, a lot more open minded. Let's see how everybody feels. Let's make a decision that way. And um, it made me think of I think our kids were in like the third and fifth grade, and there was a, a conflict in a 
in a country abroad. And Brett, you literally wanted to pick up our entire family and our small children and move and go help. And of course I said, absolutely not. You could just send them some money. Um, but you know, now that we've been married for 15 years and together 17 years in this past April, I drug you and one of our adult children to South Sudan on a mission trip at a time that was super dangerous. And a couple of days later, everything broke loose or hit the fan, however you want to put it. Um, yeah. So I think for me, it was a little bit of a parallel to our lives and just uh, watch out if you hang out with Brett. Um, he's he's going to bust through some things that you think in your head. Actually, he's not going to bust through. He's going to do it very gently and over a long period of time. But um, yeah, I would have never gone to South Sudan 17 years ago. And I think my mind being open to things like that um, have definitely been influenced by you and your generous view of the world. Yeah. And it's been fun. And, you know, anecdotally, I'm glad we didn't go back then just since the <laughs> friend that was leading that spouse fell ill of malaria in a very bad way in the worst way possible. Um, but also interesting that we also went to a malaria outbreak in country, you know, 15, 20 years later. Yes. And when we do an episode about Water is Basic, the organization we went with, um, I think we're going to invite Madison, our daughter that went with us, and we'll have to have her um, give everybody her story on taking your malaria medication. (laughs) Okay. So moving along. uh, So your generous concept, expansive view, how does that play functionally into this podcast, Generous Impact? Yeah. So I think it really goes into the podcast from the aspect of who we're looking for, who we'll be talking to, the conversations. Like I said, this is not an insurance podcast. This is not something about, oh, this is a perfect vendor that has this cost containment, save your money, your company's money, save your employee's dime. Like those things are fantastically important, but there's enough people doing that in this space. And so what I want to get to is the stories of the people and why they do something. And so that's really what I informs this podcast as far as what's inspiring to us in these particular people and what has driven them and to hear, you know, that tipping point to hear their struggles, hear where they're winning, hear where they want to go, hear where they've been so that we can help us along in the journey. So that none of us are starving wherever we are, whatever we're endeavoring at uh, point zero. Like let's all start at 99 and then build to 110 instead of parting at zero and going to hundred. So it's really hearing those stories, interacting with those wonderful, inspiring people that we can share along the way. And that's, that's the goal. That's what's happening here. Okay. That's the so intent. the podcast is really <laughs> the intent of what's <laughs> happening here. So it's really sharing the heart of generous benefits. And then I would add to that our interactions just as, as people outside of generous benefits with other humans that are making the world a better place or at least trying to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that as a company, our goal is to improve the communities we serve. Um, and that's who we're talking to people that improve those communities that they serve. Okay. And then what do you want listeners to gain from the podcast And most importantly, are you going to try to talk them into taking their small children and moving to a country in turmoil? No, I will not be trying to talk anybody into going into any country of turmoil. That is their own accord if they get so inspired to do so. Um, But it's really more from the listener around things that are much more local in content. Uh, Every people that are trying to do things and improving the communities overseas, you know, across continents, all that. Everything there is applicable 
to each of us right in our own neighborhood. And so it's more about what can we do in, you know, hey, maybe it is in our companies. Maybe it is in our local communities. Maybe it is in a volunteer organization. Maybe it's just a group of friends that don't have these conversations regularly. And so I want community, I want, I do want this to be community building. As we hear from people that are impacting community, I want it to be inspiring for the listeners that they want to have some kind of positive change back into whatever community they are living in part of day to day. And I want people to have bigger dreams, better conversations, and I want to impart with hope, empowerment, and I love sharing the idea of a broader sense of direction, a broader sense of anything. Unfortunately, I do love getting people to come around to my side that nothing is black and white and everything is gray, (laughs) which is super uncomfortable. But also living in that discomfort and having those great conversations, I think, is where we really find the human interaction in one another. And, you know, we've been hearing it for me for three decades that people have been, you know, lacking in community, lacking in relationships. Uh, This is way before the social media era. And I think that has become more and more of a talking point about how disconnected we are instead of connected. And so having a conversation with someone that inspires us to have a listener come away feeling more inspired and more connected. That really, that sense is what we're going for here. So I want people to have that sense of community, the connectedness and inspiration. And if they okay. them so to, anything, if they want to go out of the anything country, from warm fuzzies to getting involved, either, either, either or correct. Okay. Makes sense. Um, all right. So, Brett, I want to close with, and, and you know this, and anybody that knows us well, again, knows we're super different people. Um, you want a strategic plan built, you call me. You want nurturing, you call Brett. Um, although he's good at doing the in-between, too. Yeah, and if you want someone to get a bunch of stuff done and someone else to kind of clean up the little edges and the fine paint around the end, I'm I'm the bulk of the work guy. <laughs> I paint the fine edges, mm-hmm. yes. I paint the middle <laughs> of the wall. And I fix the structure. Like that's the, the underlying like form. I am all about form and, you know, the function, the prettiness that, that can be someone else. All right. I got you there. So where I was headed with all that was not house renovations. It was that ultimately your heart for people and the way that um, instead of saying no first or thinking things through first, you, you don't even pause. You just do what's right for people. You do the right thing. Um, and you're extremely generous with the gift of time when it comes to other people that the way that you approach other humans and your interactions with them really inspires me. And so I want to know who inspires you. Yeah. I mean, in one of our, you know, first guests or where we listen to the podcast will be, I mean, it's, it's those friendships I've made in the last couple of years, I think have the more immediate impact on me. Uh, We'll hear from my friend Alliance and his work with refugees around Austin. Uh, Steve, who you mentioned earlier from Waters Basic, is super inspiring from the work they do in South Sudan and finding out that nothing is fixable there until water is solved for people because nothing, everything else goes if water is killing everybody. And so finding people looking for those root cause problems finding ways to impact and fix things and then have complete, you know, unintended, but fantastic cultural shifts in those. That's what's inspiring me. And that goes all the way back probably to one of my, like, you know, 
heroes of life of Brad, my, one of my great friends, you know, you know, telling me when I was 17, 18, that it was my, my generation's job to speak change in the culture. And so hmm. that's a big, you know, audacious goal. But I think this is as we've kind of grown up and gotten midlife and 17 year olds start to turn 50. It's that, how are we speaking? What have we done? And, you know, those inspirations that have inspired me to move us forward. So it's a, it's a wide litany of people who have had interactions, tons that I haven't named, but again, it's all those personal interactions that just hit home, stick with you. And they're so sticky and gut wrenching. Uh, they just don't let go of you. And that's where, that's where I get the inspiration from. I love it. That's beautiful. Also a beautiful illustration of our marriage together. Um, note two of those three future guests he talked about, we haven't spoken to or asked <laughs> to be on the show yet. I'm confident that they will say yes. <laughs> um, but um, if not, you'll, you'll get to see Brett and I do an episode talking about their their stuff without them. Yeah, we'll, but we'll talk about I'm sure they'll say yes. We'll, we'll say all sorts of things that are untrue. <laughs> because, well, no, they're doing inspiring things, whether they say yes or not. Correct. Awesome. Well, Brett, thank you for taking the time out of, of your company um, to give us a space to just be warm and fuzzy and share community. And I, I love that about you and about Generous Benefits, that um, that it's okay to do things like a fun podcast just, just to make people feel good. Yeah, and thank you for taking ideas that have set on paper or in a head for the better part of five years and putting action and strategy and motion to them. So thank you. Happy to help. I know Leanne Loop will also be bugging me if I don't. So her holding me accountable helps. Yeah, a, <laughs> makes it takes a great team. All right, guys. Well, watch out for our next episode coming up um, very soon. And we're excited to, to share this journey with you all. Well, if you're still listening, congratulations. You made it to the end of the first episode, an episode basically about nothing, where we just line out for you where this podcast is headed. I'm super excited for our next episode. Brett has a great friend, Alliance, that is a servant leader with a heart the size of Texas that's personally helped over a thousand refugees and asylum seekers. You're going to get to meet him and his colleague, Amy, as they talk to us about their new nonprofit, More Than Welcome. Super excited to share it with you, and I think you'll really enjoy hearing their stories. 